right. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's, what's happening there, y'all? All, all right. Good. Hello to all the bodies. Hello to my co-host. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Lena Unapologetic. I am your host, Lena Unapologetically. And over here to my right, well, tonight we've got a... Oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? Tonight we've got Buckskin Bob. Normally, what? hey, what's up, Sekhmet? What's up? Normally known as... Okay, I ain't gonna, hey, what's up, Big Buddha? <laughs> um, gotta say hello. Um, we got Buckskin Bob. Now, usually you go by Chief Rocker, but tonight it's Buckskin Bob, right? Buckskin Bob, man, no, you told me to come in here, so, you know, since it's Halloween, you know, time and stuff, and he's like, hey, you're going to do it or something, something. I'm like, all right, then we go over here do it or something. You reminded me of some cartoon character. I'm not sure who it is yet, but I'm, I'm going to have it by the end of the night. But I'm loving the hat. So yeah. down below, we have D-Ray, the producer. I, I suddenly feel like we need to revisit Blast's sexual harassment policy because I'm not feeling safe. <laughs> Hold up, which, hey, which one of us is making I'm you feel not, safe? I'm not feeling safe at all. I feel like that we've let a predator in here somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I really feel like who in the hell left the gate open for he real? He said predatorily. <laughs> predatorily. Whatever you're feeling, bro, yes, between you and whatever the hell you're feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Do me a favor. Don't talk to me. Talk to her. Then she'll talk hey, to man. me. Good God. You notice all three of us are wearing hats too, right? They would. So you got representing Blast below over here mm -hmm. to the right, representing Texas. And then I'm going for my Fosse jazz hands look tonight. That ain't, that ain't, that ain't Texas. That is the hey, Stripper hey. Alliance. Hey, man. The Southern Stripper Alliance. Why well, listen, let's, let's get to why we're here tonight because I'm excited. We have had wonderful guests every single week. Don't make me go through the lineup, but I mean, really, every single week has been a wonderful guest, and tonight is no different. We have not only um, a, an, an, uh, an icon in the making, but someone that I see as a distant mentor. We have the mogul. We have, in the fashion world, we have mother Gwen DeVoe. Can we get a little clap for Gwen DeVoe? Gwen DeVoe, Gwen DeVoe who is an actress, model, entrepreneur, producer. Um, what am I missing? There's so many things we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about Silver Fox um, Academy. We're gonna talk about um, Full Figure Fashion Week. We're gonna talk about um, the different um, uh, shows and commercials and t um, movies that she's been involved in. Gwen has reinvented herself about three different times. And again, we'll get into that during the interview part, but I find it an inspiration for all those people who maybe you had a job that ended or maybe you didn't like it. You went to school and that's what you've been working at or whatever. I find her career, it motivates me because you don't have to just stay in one lane. You know, she's tried several different things and been successful with all of them. Let me stop, you know, going on and gushing and get to uh, the hot topics because as usual, America be doing what America does, showing its act. It's time for hot topics. All right. So um, what we got up first? What we got up first? Some, some crazy. Okay. Uh, I'm not crazy. Let me Let's see. It. Nope. Oh, wow. That is our guest. <laughs> nope. That ain't it either. 
Okay, uh, you gotta uh, fire the intern and show me my. My spirit was baffled, and my spirit's spirit children were baffled when William slapped Christopher and spoke the words, Keep my wife's name out of your mouth because that ain't called me his wife in 10 years. People don't know this, but William and I have lived separate lives since 2016. Jenna, that's only seven years to you but in ancestral clockwork when the words keep my wife's name out of your mouth fell from William's lips the camera cut to Christopher but had the camera remained on me you all would have witnessed me searching the audience for the wife in question because it was not I. Okay, so I know y'all are tired of hearing about Will and Jada. I know that look, but we got to discuss it. As a matter of fact, um, since we um we brought her picture up, can we go on ahead and bring in Gwen? Because I need some female energy on this to talk about Will and Jada. There she is. Yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you for joining us, Miss Gwen DeVoe. I have not seen you since Full Figured Fashion Week um, a few years back, but um, and we'll talk about that later. But first, let's go ahead and get the drama out the way. What are your thoughts on Will and Jada? Because unless you've been under rock, here's the setup, here's the situation. Um, basically, Jada did an interview. She talked about her book, Worthy, coming out. And during that interview, she kind of threw Will Smith under the bus, a lot of people feel. I'm one of those people that I've been trying to defend Jada, but she's making it really hard with this one. Um, I, I, I'm not against her, but I'm at the point where I'm like, if they got a divorce, it would kind of make sense. I, just go on and do it. I'm just, just, just going to do it. We don't have to hear anything about it. We don't have to know how bad y'all marriage is. We don't, we don't, we don't need to know all that. If you're going to get a divorce, y'all ain't been together in seven, eight, however many years, just get a divorce. Just, just go. Just, just ride on off into the sunset, that partner. Separately though, right? Yeah. Separately. Okay. Okay. Just, all right. What say you on the matter, Gwen? Cause I mean, we don't really have to go into the setup. Everybody knows what's going on. Cause she won't stop talking. Right, right, right. Um, two things. The marketing plan is genius. Because I think believe a lot of this has to do with selling books or whatever it is their next their next business thing is. Absolutely. My, my public statement is if they like it, I love it. I respect that. I'm done. Gwen has left the room. I'm tired. See, that's uh, what I'm getting from you is one part of that is the mogul of you talking because you're right. It is a good marketing idea. Even the part with Will coming over to her last book tour to do the whole I support my wife thing. It's very calculated. Very calculated. On the other hand, I do respect the fact that you're like, hey, that's their marriage. I'm done. Now, D-Ray, what, what do you have to say about it? I know you're sick of it, but I mean, you already know what I got to say about it. I, I said this whole situation was toxic when it first happened. Uh, I, hadn't, I hadn't been a fan of Jada in a very, very long time. And 
basically what her revelation did, it devolved what happened at the Academy Awards to a scene from the Five Heartbeats. Y'all remember the scene where the dude was like, every night I got to fight to prove my love? Well, that's what Will did. We thought he was up there trying to defend his wife's honor. No, he was trying to win his wife back. And that changes the whole conversation. And so honestly, I'm done with it. I don't want to hear it no more. I don't look for it. I don't ask for it. I literally do not care. So if they have a Jason's Lyric 2 coming out, you're not going to go see that? Nope. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. What about Girls Trip? You ain't going to watch her part when she's on the screen? I have, not, had I I have The only thing that I was actually, have actually seen Jada in recently was the Matrix, uh, the Matrix remake. And I only saw that, you know, she was in it. I didn't go to see it because of her. She just happened to be in it. Let's hear this right here. I'll put that back right. up again. Yeah. Okay. That's not girls trip. Never liked Jada and she still got me not interested. All right, Facts. I hear that. Facts. Is she Matter really in girls trip though? Because they face yeah. different. Was that her? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was in yeah. girls trip again. Tiffany had to stole that movie. But anyway, we can go on to the next topic. Okay. So, yeah, not much more to say about it. You know, I'm sure next week she got something else new to tell us. The oh, yeah. The intern didn't load up your next picture, so you just need to say what the next topic is. Oh, well, in that case, um, we're going to uh, hmm, fire the intern. We have to pay respects to two people. Suzanne Summers. And then 45 Kings. First, I'm going to say a little something about Suzanne Summers. Unless you're about 12 years old, you know what she looks like. So even without the photograph um, to show, um, we all know she was Chrissy Snow from the popular Three's Company series. That was a big part of my life as a Gen Xer um, with that jiggle TV that came out in the 1970s. Here's what I'll say really quick about Suzanne Summers. I think not unlike Lucille Ball before her, and I'll even throw in Josephine Baker, and you're wondering what's the connection. There's something about pretty but smart women because a lot of times the industry, or even Marilyn Monroe, they never quite get the credit for being as brainy as they are because they're goofy. And that's the job, that's the gig, to be goofy. But those who knew or read enough about Suzanne Summers know that she was she was a, she was a pretty sharp cookie, and she took an L for the industry because they fired her because she wouldn't play ball when they paid John Ritter all this money, which he was worth it, but so was she. So she was, I, making, she was making thirty thousand dollars, something like that, and like John Ritter was up there making you know two two fifty thousand per episode and she's like hold up now you know people are are, are, are like tuning in to see me yeah. you know what I mean? you know they're not tuning in to see john you know right. everybody but they ain't nobody turning in to see john right. in to see suzanne summers right. and, making them up. and what nobody coming to see um janet De uh, dewitt I, I liked her oh but, yeah uh, <laughs> but nobody was coming to see janet dewitt i mean I'm, I'm just saying, you know, Gwen, I want to know what you got to say about it. Because I, I'm, were you a fan? I was a fan. Um, but you know me, always going back to the business. Uh, when she left that show, she did a lot. She mm -hmm. was creative. She was selling things. Thigh master. The place. Listen, 
what what more can you say? She showed them, you know. So I I, I just adore shrewd business women who know how to pivot because I'm the queen of pivoting. Yes, ma'am. You know, they tried to stick her in the yes dumb blonde box. Yes, she was basically like the hell with that. You know, y'all y'all can cry it all you want to, but you want to pay me if you want me to yep. to continue acting like the dumb blonde. And then what do they do? Went on and got another blonde to play the exact same role. To be honest, they never, never held a candle to her. Never. I, I can't even remember the names of, of, of the other two. They were, I mean, no disrespect to those actresses, but it's kind of like the same with Farrah Fawcett when they tried to replace her. It just yeah. wasn't the same. And I yeah. compared it to Lucy because again, neither one of them got the credit while they were alive for being as shrewd as they were. I right. mean, wow, I could go on and on. But anyway, so what say you, D-Ray? Oh, I don't have that much skin in the game. I watched it when I was a kid. Um, as far as I can remember, there was no black people on Three's Company. So, yeah, that part. Are you kidding me? Are no, you ho-tepping no. on me? Are you ho-tepping on me? I am ho-tepping on this particular <laughs> incident. I'm not riding high. I, I, I feel about Three's Company about the same as I feel about Friends. Where was the black people at? There was some Ooh. black people on Friends. Aisha. Aisha, yeah, uh, yeah. She dated uh, what's his name? Well, 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 to go back on my on the earlier statement, Janet was my favorite because her wig was the blackest thing on Three's Company. It was. It was. I think I heard rumors that Mr. Furley had a special friend, but anyway, moving on. Okay, so we got 45 Kings. And um, for those who do not know, um, he was a pioneer in hip hop. May he rest in peace. Um, D-Ray, you are the resident maestro of the show, D-Ray, the producer. I'd like to hear from uh, both Gwen and Buckskin Bob, but I definitely want to hear your thoughts. You want to set it up for us, what we what he's responsible for? Hey, Tamara Ivy in the house. Um, um, I'm sorry, Gwen, go ahead, go before me. Oh, mine will be very brief. I do not know who that is. I'm not a hip I'm a, I'm a house. I'm a house person. Underground house. Who's that? Rest in peace, sir. I love that. Keep okay. it on. Okay, so so a few days ago, before I knew he had passed away, I was in this car with my son, and we were talking about you know the party starters when I was in high school, and 900 number came on and I was like, this is what we listen to. And for the uninitiated, and that little bar right there, that little repeats has started more parties in the 1990s than pretty much anything that you could think of. And so he had a huge impact on the hip hop culture in New York. Um, it's gonna be sorely missed and he's gonna go down, that that track is gonna go down as one of hip hop's classics. Yeah, it's iconic at this point. Absolutely. Man, he involved Hard Knock Life by Jay-Z and Stan by Eminem. So, yeah. uh, so Drew was actually doing some big things and he's been doing and well, he was doing it for a long time. Uh, you know, he is going to be missed. He is one of these super producers 
uh, you know, that were out there. Uh, and yo, he is gonna gonna be missed. Rest in peace, my Any brother. Pictures of him before we move on. Uh, no, move on. You're muted. You're muted, D-Ray. Yeah, I don't think that the intern. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that you saw me mouth move on. But... Okay. <laughs> I did not understand your op. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Alrighty. On site. <laughs> on site. Just know that. No, on site. no, no, no. I didn't do it. You did. I, no, I, I'm not the intern. I loaded the pictures. Okay. Moving on to the next topic. Um, okay. We okay. Before about... we move on. Now, before we move on to this topic. Yeah. I just want to thank all of the women who got together and created this list. Oh, this topic. No, I, I really want to thank everybody that did this because if if you come across a woman that says that you can't do nothing on this first list on your first date, she just did you a huge favor. Yeah, I I think we all agree on that. So um, let's set this up. Now, the background about this is I'm not going to make this young lady more famous than she already is. Some sister, God bless her, went on a date with this poor Indian guy. Thank you, Big Buddha. And he was getting ready to open the car door up to let her out so they could go into the Cheesecake Factory. But she was doing a live broadcast of the date and she informed everybody watching that she was too quality of a woman to get out the car to go to the Cheesecake Factory. And so she put him on camera, embarrassed him for everybody that was watching. And after that blew her up and she went viral, some women, I don't know who they are. I wasn't part of it. They got together, created a list. Can we put this list up of all? Okay, here is a list of places women absolutely refuse to go on a first date. And thank you to the ladies who reached out to me to help me on my list. Can we kind of read them off together? I'll go first. Cheesecake Factory. After I love Cheesecake Factory. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm a name of it. If there's any of these, Gwen, that sound like someplace you wouldn't want to go, or D-Ray or, or Buckshot Bob, y'all let me know. Okay, Applebee's. I'm cool with that. Chili's. Chipotle. Olive Garden. The movies. <laughs> Your house. Any fast food chain, even Chick-fil-A, damn. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop, Red Lobster. I love Red Lobster, not the Cheddar Biscuits. Um, a buffet of any type. IHOP, Denny's, The Gym. Well, uh, okay, maybe not that. Um, church, Starbucks, Coffee Dates. Okay, okay. Now, now we just stop right there. With the coffee dates, oh yeah, shots fired. Shots fired. If I can't take you to Starbucks and everybody in Blast know that I got a two coffee cup minimum before you talk to me in the morning. What is we doing? What is, what, we, what is we really doing? Yeah, we're not doing this date. Okay, ice cream dates. Ice cream dates are romantic, but okay. Family functions, you don't want to meet Big Mama? Okay, I can't fuck with you. Movie night, uh, somewhere that requires a long drive. I want to know who wrote number 22. That's hilarious. Bowling. I've had lots of my best times bowling. Nightclubs. Hookah bar. Well, I don't really like hookah bars, but I would go to one if I had to. I really like the guy. A bar for just drinks. Waffle House. Sports events. That's it. Okay, this list is bullshit. 
The but, Cheesecake um, Factory did not fall in any one of those damn categories. Cheesecake bomb me. Cheese, the damn cheesecake. Y'all ain't never had that damn salmon. That damn salmon at the, at, at, at the damn Cheesecake Factory is off chain. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I, can we put up what um, Tamara Ivy is? Uh, uh, just put up real quick. Tamara Ivy put up a comment. There was a one I wanted to read it. Okay, there we go. She was so rude and locked herself in the car, shaking my head. All right, Tamara Ivy is actually a colleague of Gwen, Gwen's. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm glad to hear her opinion on it because I'm not surprised. Awful house, absolutely disgusting and not. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll make some peanut butter sandwiches. I hear that, Big Buddha. <laughs> you, you, it's, just, it's the egregiousness, you know, because I saw this list. And, of course, I was like, well, that cancels everything that I like to do. So this ain't my person, no way. So thank you. You did me a favor. But, you know, I got to thinking about it. What if you live in an area? A rural town. Right. So, like, you don't live in Raleigh, North Carolina or Charlotte. You live in Hamlet. I like that. The audacity of this bougie chick. Absolutely. So you you live in, like, Hamlet or you live in, like, somewhere like Havelock. You're three hours away from a movie theater anyway, let alone a five-star restaurant. Now, Gwen, you're in New York City, and even though I know you're married, if and, and the way these women are talking, they're never going to get to where you are because they're going to stay single. I, I got to hear what you got to say about it because y'all already know I think it's bullshit. So as probably I, I think I'm correct as the oldest person in this group right now, Nah, because uh, Buck, Buck, Buckskin Bob is a smooth 88. No, nah, we already confirmed that I'm older than him before you got on, D-Ray. So, he's my junior, but <laughs> I mean, you know, seriously, it, 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 it pains me to see young women or any woman create a list or add to a list like this. It's so much bullshit. And that's why not just women that's why a lot of us are single alone and miserable okay it's not how much you spend or where you go it's the quality of the time and yeah just like d-ray said thank you for letting me know so i know Mm -hmm. i don't spend any money on you right the attitudes that you know i personally i belong to a faithful group called luxury women these are all the women who like the finer things in life. But guess what? Liking it and being able to actually get it and know how to get it is two different things. You understand? Love the person. Thank you, Tamara Ivy. Listen, some of my most rom- one of my most romantic dates was actually we packed a picnic and went to see Pops in the Park, the symphony. And that was free. Yep. The meal was made by me. And the music came courtesy of the local symphony. I mean, no fancy food. We had like Subway sandwiches I put together. But I digress. Let's go on to the next topic. All right, I'm over this. All yeah, right, yeah. over this. Okay. Can we talk about Paris Hilton and uh, what's going on with, with her offspring? Now, I, I, I didn't say it. The internets have been saying it, you know. Uh, do we have a picture to go with it? No. no. Okay. What happened? Um, well, here's, here's the basics of it. Uh, you know, I think people are coming for her because she is an attractive woman, regardless of what you think about her, whatever. She is pretty. And her child has a large, um, cranium, cranium. Yeah. Right. 
So um, people have been making fun about her big head baby. Her, that's that's what they've been saying. Like, you know, what's up with that big head baby? I'm of the frame of thinking children are off limits. Yeah. So do you think that because Paris at one point sort of made a name for herself, sort of making fun of other people on her show, I forget what it was called, The Simple Life, was it? Yeah, something like that. Is this a little bit of chickens coming home to roost or do y'all feel like, yeah, you know, kids off limits? Yeah, they're coming home to roost. And yes, no. limits, but I can say I yes, Paris don't give a rat's ass about what no one's saying because she's taking it all. All she got to do is just pull out them zeros and be like, y'all can talk all the hell y'all want to. My last name is Hilton, damn it. Y'all going to be in my home in one of my grandfather's hotels. Right. So I don't give a damn if y'all want to talk about my baby because he's rich. He's going to be rich. Always gonna be rich. She got enough money, money to shrink that baby's head. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> if she can you do that? Can we, is, wait, is wait, 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 just wait a minute. <laughs> just just wait just one you can get man. No, you wait just one cotton pick a minute. <laughs> Did you just say that Paris Hilton is rich enough that if she wanted to, she could shrink that baby's head? Is that what you said? But she can though. Know, she could if uh, she really wanted to, she could decrease and I, I, I don't know. Lena, Lena. I, I know about the go. Go. stuff now. Go. Wait a minute. I she got that money to take me off the no, air. No, no, no. I ain't done this. I ain't done this in a long time. <clears throat> The views and opinions <laughs> unapologetic do not reflect those of Blast Media, Soul Res, Blast Radio, or any other body that's got some sense on this. Hey! Okay, we'll move on. I'm going to put it like this. Kids are off limits until you put them in play. If you don't want your kid in play, don't put them in, don't, don't put public, don't put pictures of them out there. The baby you know, actually is a cute little boy. Well, you know, I'm I, shocked. I just did it anyway because they normally do not put their kids out. You know, he doesn't well, like to get a lot of stuff on his mind. Well, I put it to you like this. Oh my goodness, no. Lena! He's <laughs> 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 just digging that hole. I've been here all week. Tip your waitresses. <laughs> oh my goodness! Waka, waka, waka. No, no, what I was gonna say was though, uh, what besides her money, what does she get famous for? And what it was a video of her doing back in the day. What was she doing? You know, it, it, and now you're going to double down. And that, and, that, and that a kid got a big head. Okay, moving along. Moving on. Okay, can we talk about L Boogie? Do we have any pictures for that? Nah, I, it, the pictures are going to be two hours late. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we don't need a photograph to describe what happened here. I'm going to ask the scenario. Y'all tell me what y'all think. Apparently, Lauren Hill, who I am a fan of, and I don't care what she does, I'm going to still play my miseducation CD. Yes, mm-hmm. I said CD. I don't do the cloud or whatever the young folks are doing. I have a boom box, and not, that's where I am with it. That being said, I've been to her con- I went to her concert years ago when she used to show up on time. So apparently she did a concert recently. She was two hours late and the audience bum rushed the stage. 
That's how angry they were. Here's my take on it. If you are a Lauren Hill fan and you go to her concert and expect her to be on time, it is on you. That is your fault. I'm of the opinion that going to a Lauren Hill concert and expecting her to be prompt is like going to a Fantasia concert and expecting her to be quiet and calm. Okay. It's not going to happen. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on principle. Okay. Because the consummate professionals in the music industry, when a concert is supposed to start at 8 o'clock, it starts at 8 o'clock, right? As a matter of fact, Prince... If the show started at eight o'clock, the first note was hit at seven fifty-nine. Right? Two segment in five, four, three. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, the it, I think there needs to be some personal responsibility and there needs to be some accountability. I agree. For keeping people waiting for so long, and they said I was reading reports. They said the best part of the show was the DJ, and she gets out and she does a rushed medley of her hits it's like well y'all didn't pay for a rushed medley you you paid for a show and so at some point the message needs to be made to her it's like hey this is unacceptable so hey i so, can't tell um, them, i can can't I tell them not to run this rush the stage but it is what it is what you say gwen and the 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 beehive and people are going to get me but beyonce was two hours late too and I didn't appreciate that. You I know what? D-Ray is absolutely correct when he said that there should be some type of accountability. Granted, I was probably one of the older members in the audience, but the, the ticket price was the same. Yeah. Two hours and we didn't even have a DJ. They were mad too, I bet you, Gwen. Was, they may not have shown it, but two hours, I that's a long time to wait. Enough. People, they were just so... Enamored. So enamored to be there, and I'm sitting there like this is some bullshit. <laughs> I see it as basically taking advantage of your art, of your audience. Yeah, you know they have already paid. You already have their money. Whatever you do, you know you you still got their money. If if you know if the venue says you have two hours and we closing. And we, you know, turn off the lights on you at like 11 p.m. And you like, well, you know what? I don't feel like doing three-hour set, so I'm gonna do a, you know, an hour and a half. What are you gonna do? The fans ain't gonna leave. I mean, mad, but I already got the money. I come out, I gave them a show, and not what they want. So yeah, they're taking advantage of the fans, which is despicable. It, it's, it's funny. Despicable. It's it's funny that you said that because there is actually now. Um, there is actually some talk on Capitol Hill to regulate Live Nation and to regulate Ticketmaster because there is no, there is really no remedy if a person comes to, goes to a concert and if the artist delivers a minute of what was promised, that is considered a fulfilled concert. Yeah, yeah. And there's no remedy for that. So imagine... That and you know, and I didn't see Beyonce on the the, the, the non first date list. So just imagine some brother done got out there and paid three thousand mm -hmm. dollars. You know, you got to pay two hundred dollars to park, and you out there and it's two. What? Huh? 
Yeah. Now, we could go on about this topic for a while, but I'm going to segue this into the Blast Starts of the Week because I really want to get to the reason why we're all here tonight to talk about the fashion industry, the acting industry, about entertainment. And basically, Miss Gwen DeVoe is going to drop some diamonds of wisdom. If you are already Facebook friends with her or know her in real life, you already know she's about to bring it. But first, um, who do we have up tonight for, like dude said, in Purple Rain? Yeah, right. We all know that line, too. This is a business, motherfucker. And you're not too far gone. This is a business. You're too far gone to know that. Billy, right? Yeah, Yeah, I should have dressed up as him with the glasses. Rest in peace. (laughs) That's next week for Halloween. Oh, okay. So for the Blast Artists of the Week, we have the Divine Favorite Project with It Takes a Village here on Lena Unapologetic.
I was feeling that. And that was the Divine Favor Project with It Takes a Village. And if you are an independent artist, comedian, or even a spoken word artist, and you're ready to get your art out there, go to www.blastmusic247.com and fill out a free profile. And Blast is not just for musicians and, and content creators. It's for the fans as well. So if you want to get the best in independent music and, and podcasts, you can go to www and fill out a, a www.blastmusic247.com, fill out a profile, a fan profile, and check out all of the artists and, that are on the website. Blast Music 247, changing the industry, one artist at a time. Perfectly read. How do you remember all that? Been doing it for a while. <laughs> I, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, yeah I guess that's course, what it is. Four than seven years ago, right there for you, right there, man. Now giving eight. me vertigo with all this moving around. Well, you so, know, but, I got OCD. People got to be in the right place at the right time, and you know, I gotta. Yeah, never mind. I'm, I was about to anyway, say something. You're gonna get me in trouble. Without further ado, can we show the video to properly kind of? give our our viewers a glimpse into some of the world of Windivo. Is that loaded up? Bad bitch, I'm the bar. Alien superstar. Whip, whip. I'm too classy for this world. Forever I'm that girl. Feed you diamonds and pearl. Oh, baby, I'm too classy to be touched. I pick them all in dust. I'm sitting in my Put on eyes on you when you perform. Eyes on I when I put on. Mastermind and hook to a label horse can't clock. I'm so obscure. Masterpiece genius. Drip and trip Venus. Patty cake on Mary's Tiffany blue billboards over the ceiling. We don't like plain. Always dreamed of paper planes. I'll have a rodeo. So, like to reintroduce Ms. Gwen DeVoe. Thank you for coming to our show. Thank you so much. I got so many questions. Okay, let me see. I know you but do. You know. I, I, I do. I, 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 okay, let me start with number one. You're a native New Yorker. Yeah. But what, okay, what got you into the industry? What made you decide beyond the fact that you were tall and gorgeous. And can you tell us exactly how tall you are? I, I know, but I, I want you to kind of speak on it. I'm 5'11", and I used to play basketball in high school and in college. Wow. So wait, 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 wait. Before we go any Here further. Here we go, D-Ray. Before we go any further. <laughs> He's in love, girl. <laughs> before we go any further, what is your basketball teams? I need to know what your favorite teams are. Uh -oh. The Giants. The Giants. Ha! Okay, we can continue. She's in New, okay. she's in New York, man. You know, you know what? What is right? Doing. Exactly. No surprise. I feel there. a little sorry for, but you know, exactly yeah, we're not going to talk about sports, y'all. That is exactly why I said we can move on. When she said the Giants, fashion for fashion. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, so it started off with sports. Did someone tell you or did you tell yourself this is the industry? Because I'm assuming that as a young woman, as a child, 
you heard all these, oh, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous, you'll be a model someday. No, I never got that actually. <laughs> I never got that. I was, I, I played basketball because no. I was small. Um, and you know, you're the big bird in the back of the line, you know, all of that stuff. Um, but what happened was I started to gain weight because I was never plus. So I don't have the story like some of the other plus women. Oh, they tease me. They tease me for different reasons. They tease me because I was tall. So I started to gain weight and I, I did not perform well at our practices. And my coach kicked me off the team. Oh, wow. Wow. Where did, where did it turn that around? Yeah, whatever. He's dead. Uh, <laughs> damn. Unapologetically. Damn. I told y'all. She just Yo. getting started. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let me move on to another question because I, I got so many to ask. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, gosh, where do I... Okay, I've got my list right here. When it comes to the plus-size industry, because for the uninitiated... Gwen DeVoe is the creator of FF Week, also known as Full Figured Fashion Week. So what the best way I can describe that is think of Fashion Week, but for people who are not a size zero. And when I had the opportunity to work with it years ago, I felt like Cinderella. I've never seen so much glam and all these beautiful full figured women and the curves at sea boat cruise, oh my God. Just imagine a boat full of Meg the Stallions and Lizzo's and whatever full figure woman that y'all digging, Pinky, whatever. Don't ask me how I know who Pinky is, but I, you know. I was about to ask you, I, we ain't gonna go there now. But, I that kind of <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, imagine all of that dressed in white, just gorgeousness, you know, um, but what, what 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 you're not a what i would consider full figured but you're not a skinny woman so in the modeling industry as i understand it as a layman if you're not a size zero to what a four or six i don't even know if it's like is that what what made you decide to go the plus size route and become basically like a revolutionary of sorts so um even though like when when i got kicked off the basketball team a colleague of mine who was a designer said, you know what, don't worry about it. You're tall enough, I want you to model for me. And I was like, yeah, cause I'm still in my tomboy era. You know, I'm wearing baggy clothes. I don't want to wear anything tight. That's not me. So I did one show and then I was like hooked forever. Uh, it, as it turned out, I was a pretty decent model. Um, and so I tried to get signed because back then it was either you're signed or you're nobody. But at that mm. particular, and this is where Sharon Quinn's going to come in. Um, oh. They weren't really feeling the dark skin sisters. Mm. So it was more brown skin on the lighter side. Um, and so, what I wanted to do, I wanted to submit. Uh, I wanted to support my best friend without being jealous and spiteful and envious. And I said, "What could I do to stay in this industry that I've found this love for?" without being a hater, basically. And so instead of being on the front, I went to the back and I started producing. And wow. I didn't start producing um, plus size shows. I just wanted to produce, I wanted to be around fashion people. So my earlier shows was Divas Encore Models and that was all sizes, 
You know, Sharon was my one and only plus size model for a long time. Really? Then I smart. Yeah, I got smart. And I was like, every time she comes out, they're like bowing down. And and then I decided to look at the audience and the audience looked like us. So I'm exactly. like, you know, give the people what they want. The so original I, runway diva, Sharon Quinn. For those not in the know really quick, Sharon Quinn, also known as Miss Q, is not only um, a pioneer plus size model like Gwenda Bo as well, but she's a reality TV star. Um, she was Monique. on Monique's Fat Chance. She was second runner up. That's when I first became acquainted with her. Actually, yeah. I bought a magazine called Bell many years oh, ago. Magazine. She was a cover model. And to come full circle and meet her, you can't tell me that God is not part of that, but that's a whole nother story. But yeah, so um, she was on that. And then she has her own show called Model Behavior. So that's how you two got acquainted. Now, how did it become the huge phenomena that it became? Because it's beyond just New York. It's Los Angeles. I think um, also Las Vegas, right? It's actually, it was. Let me just get the tense yeah, we, right. Yeah, we do need to say was. because It was international because men and women came from everywhere. And wow. the, the thing is, is that I didn't know what I had because I wasn't doing it for that. You know, I just... I got a ticket to New York Fashion Week. I went to the show. It was Tracy Reese's show, big time designer. Yes, yes. I Reese's go to Reese's. New York uh -huh. Fashion Week. I'm dressed all inappropriately because I thought people got like really, really dressed. And I wanted to go to the sample sale. I go to the sample sale and the big burly security guard goes, puts his arm like in my chest and say, can I help you? And I said, oh, I'm going back there to the sample sale. And he tells me this. I don't think they have anything for you. What? Wow. Really? Yeah. And he didn't, you know, now that I look at it, I think he was trying to spare me the time or embarrassment. I don't think he really meant it the way I took it. Um, he, was, he was just New York. Okay. You know. I dig it. Yeah. And so I go outside and I call Sharon. I go, no, this guy told me blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, we need one of these. And her words to me were, well, what you doing? If anybody could do it, you can do it. And the rest is history. It took me a year and a half. So to be sure on the timeline, you were a model for how many years before you became, became um, well, what we call you the mogul, where you're putting on these global shows? Because again, about, Fashion Week was global. I only knew it for New York, though. Probably about, maybe about eight or nine years. Yeah, eight or That's nine. The first career, first career is a model. Second right. career, now you are a, I say promoter, but that doesn't seem big enough. I need some. No, but Lena, I was a promoter. So I'm an old club kid, right? I got you. Club kid from a Pentecostal church background. That's why I don't Woo! know this. I love I it. I went straight from that into the underground clubs, trying to find myself. So I was doing all of these things, promoting big clubs in New York City and doing fashion shows for the promoters of the parties. And I've been doing this for a really long time. But Full Figure Fashion Week is what made me legitimate. When I started to produce Full Figure Fashion Week and getting sponsors and that kind of thing, that's that's my, if you will, claim to fame. But I've been doing something in the industry for a really long time. I so, just love that you reinvent yourself so much. I'm sorry. Go ahead, D-Ray. No, I'm, I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I ran across a documentary 
about a week ago on HBO. It was on uh, Danielle Luna. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, the first supermodel and first black supermodel. Mm-hmm. And the moral of the whole documentary was she had a problem with the, with the lack of acceptance in the fashion industry. And it ultimately led her to self-destruct. My question to you is, what is it, what was in your genetic makeup and your upbringing that you didn't necessarily look at it as defeat when the industry tried to lock you out? You decided, I'm going to just make my own door. So can you tell us what it is? What, what, where did that come from? I've always been the type where if I'm not invited to a party, either I'm going to crash it because I was a little obnoxious when I was younger. That's just who I was. Harlemite. Hey, Harlem. Um, I'm going to crash it or I'm going to create my own party. And most times I create my own party because I want my people there. And if I can, I'm going to take your people too. So that's always been like who I am. I'm always trying to elevate and improve myself. And sometimes that gives a competitive flair. I don't like to think I'm competitive, but I guess I kind of am. But isn't that par for the course? I would Um, argue that anybody who's going to be an entrepreneur, anyone who's going to be a freelancer, anyone who's not a nine to fiver, and even as a nine to fiver, if you are ambitious at some point, you've got to be competitive. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the things I love about you. Yeah, that's the word, ambitious. And the competitiveness, you you got to know who who your competition is. If you want to stay, who your competition is, you know? Sometimes you go to things, let me just see how they're doing it. Not to say you're going to steal that idea, but we all think that we can make improvements to something. And why not just go ahead and do it? I don't see that as competition. We need another word for that. Oh, Buck, were you about to ask a question? Yeah, well... Well, you know, I really appreciate everything that you're doing. I appreciate anyone that that says that, you know, I'm just going to create it my damn self. You know, I, I mean, I really do appreciate people that are like, screw it. I just do it myself. So I bless but, born. <laughs> yeah. But while we, we was in the, in the green room when I was getting to know you, you know, you dropped a couple of bombs uh, and you have a good, well, you have an audition coming up that I want you you to actually like talk about. But Beep asked you a couple of questions about, well, he asked you one question and then you you like, you know, gave us the answer to another one. So he asked you first what you can to run the boat and you said probably and then you dropped another bombshell right after that one, which was? <laughs> I am related to Amarosa Manigault. Manigault is my family name on my mom's side. So you're related to her by marriage. Because I know Buck is going to call me out. <laughs> I'm not going to say what you said. You right want I got rock Mike, Rock Mike. I don't know about Bob. About oh Bob no, Rock Mike. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to even say what you said, but I'm right there with you, though. I'm right there with do you. Do we want to talk sure. about Amarosa? Do we want to go on to the other parts of the question? Yeah, I'm not talking about her. She does. She don't. Mm-mm. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. We can move so, on, Matt. Yeah, I, I'm with that. Um, so she she also has an audition. Um, I think it is well. She's working on it 
tonight and you got to, to do it tomorrow morning? It's due tomorrow morning. All right. And let everyone know what it's about and how you are, are affiliated and the perfect match for this audition. So the audition is for the role. Uh, it's a PSA about breast cancer. Um, you know, we're just winding that up. And I, I, I told Look, that I really feel confident about that I'm going to get this part because I have such a connection to it. My mom passed away um, from breast cancer. And part of the, the uh, sides, if you will, which is the script, is that I'm trying to implore and tell people that early detection, right, um, saves lives. And my mother, uh, hers was not detected early. She just didn't wasn't in the frame of mind to go to the doctor until it was almost very, very late. And then it was not a whole lot that they can do for her. So I think usually I'm kind of like nervous and I got paper all over, taped all over the place. But this one, I kind of memorized most of the script already and I don't have a great memory. That's why I'm doing commercial modeling, commercial acting, that kind of thing, because it's voiceovers. Really yeah, I, yeah, I've done a voiceover. Did you know I did a voiceover? Yes, you know, I follow you on social media, so I keep up with it. Ah, yeah. So, yeah, thank you, Buck. Oh, you're so welcome. For allowing me the opportunity. Yes, please, please don't even, don't even call him that. Just, hey, man. Hey, man. You cannot be, you cannot be a hater all your life. Okay? <laughs> take, a, take like 10 minutes off and say, you know what? I'm just not going to be a hater for 10 minutes. <laughs> Should we refer to you as um, the blast owner, formerly known as Chief Rocker? How about that? Yes, no? for tonight. I'm going. Okay, Buckskin Bob. All right, I, I'm here for Buckskin Bob. I'm here for Buckskin Bob. So, okay, we got to move on because, um, like I said, Gwen has had many. I, I, I don't want to just say many careers because that sounds like you just got like all these jobs, but you know, <laughs> just, like. Oh God, I, I I need a word for this. Somebody help me with this. Um, I can't think of it right now because she sounds she sounds multifaceted and that yeah, you, I need, you, well, you wear a lot of hats. Um, you know, and so it's almost like uh, how Gordon Parks was just kind of good at a long list of stuff. It sounds to me this is my first time meeting you. I've heard a lot about you, but uh, it sounds like that you are. You just have a long list of experiences and a long list of mastery of certain things. So shout out to you for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, so, okay. Um, thank you for putting it like that because I wanted to give it the, 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 um, well, I don't know where my vocabulary is tonight, but anyway, it's somewhere. Um, I think because even yeah. though I've been around you uh, quite a few times, Gwen, there's that part of me that just kind of still kind of fangirls because I remember when Sharon asked me if I were interested to come up and draw. And I thought it was going to be like, I'm just sitting there like a vendor, just sketching people like I did in the mall. And right. I talked to Tiffany Jones, who is also a plus size model sure. and was on the reality show, Monique's Fat Chance with Sharon. And we, we met in Chicago. Long story short, she said, Lena, no disrespect, but I know you must not know anything about fashion because if Gwen DeVoe, is putting on an event in New York, you need to haul your ass to North Carolina up there and not miss that. I was like, really? She was like, you know, like her, she basically gave me Anna Wintour from Vogue. 
And so I was like, okay, I got it. And you know, the rest is history. But so we'll move on from modeling thing. But before I go on to the acting and Silver Foxes and the awards that you that are coming up for you, I want to ask you one thing about the plus size industry. I've got to ask this as a full figure woman myself. Thoughts on women like Meg the Stallion and Lizzo with the controversy as well as accolades that are coming for both because we have to acknowledge both. Do you think it's helping the industry? Does it even matter? Where do you see things going? Because Full Figure Fashion Week, people keep asking, but for now it's not coming back or no, it's okay. That's a wrap. Okay. Okay. You heard it here first, guys. What about Curves at Sea? That might come back? Yeah. Okay, we'll talk later. We'll okay. be putting the lady on the spot. What are you doing? Now Roaring Minds want to know. That's Lena. That's Lena. I was prepared for this. Thank you. Stevie. Curves, <laughs> Curves at Sea um, may come back as a standalone event because people keep talking about it. Um, but it it that yacht costs a lot of money. Yeah, no, the infinity uh what was it called? The horn blower or something? Horn blower. Yeah, it's the biggest yacht that at that time was docked in New York City. Because there were five hundred of you on that ship. Three stories, y'all. Everybody in white. It was a magical night the first time I went on there. I will never forget it. You do it, yeah. and I don't want to draw. I just want to be there to be a part of it. To enjoy myself but anyway um, wait a minute wait a minute i need some clarification <clears throat> excuse me go ahead you're trying to tell me it was 500 plus size models on a yacht men and women men and women you know i don't care about the men okay so let's say 300 to 200 300 and 200 and, and you're considering bringing this back when as soon as I can get the 50 grand that it costs to, to have it. Church up, people. Church up. Church up. Let me know hey, if you need a DJ. Hey, listen. <laughs> so you work for free. You D-Ray and Bob there. You oh, got yeah. Now, Buckskin can't come. No. <laughs> no, Buckskin can't come. Well, I'm, I'm going to bring my friend. He and I going to come. <laughs> the other two, they got to find their own way there. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So anyway, so okay, that's good to know. But I'm curious, what are your thoughts about the plus size industry? Because you got all these stores that are out there that a lot of us go to, um, you know, the mom and pops and then the juggernauts like your Lane Bryant's, your Ashley Stewart's, um, your Torrid's or whatnot. Um, are things looking better? Or do you think that all of this fat shaming drama that went on with like Lizzo, does it affect or like no fucks given as far as you're concerned? No fucks given. Uh, okay. See, because here's the thing, like, I, and I, I, I'm, and no disrespect to you. A lot of people ask me questions about uh, body shaming. You have to understand I was a producer. I produced an event. I, I got am, you. You understand? I'm not I a do. guru of how others should feel about i'm not body positivity i'm not a body positivity person i love yeah. my body i like your body lena but that oh, wasn't my platform, my platform was to wake the fashion industry up and let them know that we as plus size consumers 
spend a lot of damn money on yep. your products. And how dare you mm. have a fashion week and not include us? So that's where I started. I know you got to clap for that, don't you? That's I'm, where I started. Guys, I've got pictures galore, but yeah. I always have to bring it back to the business. So supply and demand. Y'all wanted something like this? I did it. And then we started to move along and separate the fashion people and the body positivity people, all right? The body positivity people were upset because they weren't viewed as real fashion people because they couldn't be models. Hmm. Or they weren't accepted as models. So somewhere along the line, we started to split. We came together as a family. Wow. Right? With with one voice telling the world, screw you, we're we're plus and we're proud. But then we started to split. All right. Hmm. Because the people that are involved with body positivity, that has nothing to do with the fashion. Fashion is something that makes you feel good. When I, you I, look good, you feel good. You I get it. I get it. I get it. I, I overstand it. You know, I'm hotepping a little bit, but I overstand it. I do. <laughs> I do it. Because at the end of the day, you know, it, it, not I don't need to reiterate what you just said. Fashion is one thing. Body positivity is another thing. We see this happening in other industries where people butt heads because yep. somebody has another agenda. Yep. And at the end of the day, it's like, what's the bottom line? We're here what's to the make line? money. Literally. Um, yeah. Okay, we can move on from that. In fact, I'd like to segue this into another area where I wouldn't say marginalized, but the um, the fashion world was kind of ignoring. And that's the Silver Fox community because after Full Figure Fashion Week ended, and from what I could see, you had a lot of pretenders, a lot of fakers trying to take what you did and do their little version of it. And it didn't take off, no. you know. There's only one FFF week and there will right. only be one right. like the original. So what I loved about Gwen is that she was like, okay, um, I'm going to do a whole nother thing. And she did the Silver Fox modeling camp. So can you tell us about that? So the Silver Fox um, uh, movement is something that's near to me because I'm a Silver Fox now. You know, when I started with you guys, I was probably like in my 40s, but I've been around doing this for a really long time. And now I'm I'm here. So my thing is, I think that I have left my mark, left my stamp on the plus size industry. Now some of the younger men and women who are carrying the movement forward, good for you. And now I'm going to go to the left and create something different. And I think that um, what I'm realizing is that there are a lot of older or mature men and women who have always wanted to model. Some have already modeled. Some could not get past C because of a lot of different things, right? And I hate to start talking about it, but there's a lot of racial things that goes on, you know, back in the day, but we're here now, right? So we're going to forget it's always, always going to be there. It's always going to be yeah. there. So what we do is we take that, 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 the negative parts of it and we turn it into a positive and we produce, and that's what I'm going to do. Um, I am producing a tour, a fashion tour for the silver foxes. Oh, I love this. 
You heard it. You, it. I'm giving it to you first. I'm giving it to you first. Oh, I love this. I love this exclusive. So, okay, let's hear about this. A global audition followed by a photo shoot for all of our media, you know, the campaign itself. And then we're going to go on the road um, and we're going to show older men and women that, hey, if you got it, bring it. Because again, love it. I love it. We are still spending money on these products, and I expect, and I, I, I tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. I expect just as much sponsorship as I got for Full Figure Fashion Week because these people have more. I mean, because if nothing they have else, discretionary funds, Lena. You know, I, now mind you, there are a lot more plus size people than there are slim. But God willing, we're all going to get older. That's right. Because everybody here on this show is at least 50. I'm 52. And, you know, you can't see it because this hat's covering. But all my gray is up in there. All my all my storm, all my silver. I you, can't, you, can't see, you can't see Bucks because he all that... That that black, <laughs> all that all that black black shoe polish, black shoe polish, man. Look, look for the uninitiated, for the uninitiated. Go back and look at other episodes of Blast. You'll see what the actual truth is. But I digress. Yes, still can't be a hater all your life, bro. I bet. Take some time off, okay? Oh, look. You're so cool. <laughs> Yosemite Nick, can we move on? Hey, get them off there, yo, varmint. Yo, fleet-bitten critter. Yosemite Negro, can we move on? <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> oh, do y'all act like this all the time? This is fun. Yes. Oh, Unfortunately, yes. yes, all the time. Yes. The best show I've ever been on, and I've been on a lot. And they've been Wow. That is the compliment of my year. I, I'm blown away. Yosemite Negro. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, gotta ask my questions. Okay. We were talking about Silver Fox. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I would love to see that tour. Um, before we move on to the acting segment, um, if someone is interested in being a part of this. How can they reach out to you? Do you mind giving that information or, or do you want to wait a while and put that on your, your socials and your website? Yeah, I'll wait a while. Okay, we'll wait on that. But just know if you're listening to the show, um, it's coming. It's coming to a city near you. And I've seen photographs and I was blown away. I mean, and let me just say this, the zaddies, the zaddies, the zaddies on this show. Oh my God. Because, I mean, my my taste has grown with my age. A dark-haired man can do nothing for me. I love the silver. You know, it's just something about it, you know? Mm-mm. But anyway, yeah, I'm thinking about somebody <laughs> right now. <laughs> Look at D-Ray. D-Ray's oh, that's right. You got some silver in yours, too. <laughs> Pop, you call it D-Ray. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I do have a question. As, as you know, because it sounds to me like you are basically the Miles Davis of fashion. Because <laughs> every every facet of Miles Davis, whether it was bebop, whether it was modern fusion, whatever, he reinvented himself to for the art. And you seem to be doing that as well. 
What do you tell people that say to you that um, success has an age limit? Mm. I got to hear this. Ooh, I have to. I would have to look and think about that. It does age limit. No, does it? Does it? Or does it? No, especially in your industries, your industries, especially you your industry, because you fashion, know, acting. yeah, modeling, fashion, they have mm-hmm. a tendency of throwing people away after the age of 30. Well, but D-Ray, check this out. They said that fashion had a size limit. I debunked that. Yes, ma'am. Love it. What right? is your answer? So I'm going to do the same thing. You know, and, and, and I think what people don't realize about me, cause I'm very upbeat. I'm always laughing, you know, but I'm real calculating. I don't people, why don't you do this? And they say, yeah, you're cool, but you're kind of slow. I'm not slow. I'm not slow. I'm reasonable. You look like a chess piece. Hmm. I hear hmm. that. Yeah. I'm Art strategic. of war. Art of war. Very strategic. And now is the time. Now is the time for this movement. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I'm a fan. Yay! Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay, I, I'm loving this. So as much as I want to stay on the Silver Fox thing, now I have questions to ask you about your new career. And I just let me just set this up really quick. I don't know what age, but I know that it was after 60, because I remember when you turned 60 years old, you yeah. and your girlfriends did some bad ass shit. Y'all, they went to Paris yeah. for her birthday. Yeah. They are popping bottles at the at, at the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh my God. It was you a know. pretty big deal, but it was what I wanted. And I invited who I wanted to invite. And we had a ball photo shoot, all of that. Now everybody's going to Paris. I got the town. <laughs> I love it. Wee wee wee. Um <laughs> So at some point after that, you go into acting. And I, I love that. So anybody who's watching, you know, who might, somebody's telling, oh, if you didn't make it at age 21 or 30 or whatever, you know, Gwen started acting. And I, I won't say whatever age unless you want to, but 62. you 62 and already booking Etsy commercials. Um, the, the one that you just went out today with um, breast cancer. And can I just say, you were on one of my favorite TV shows. She was on and and just like that, which is the um the spinoff of Sex in the City yeah. with Sarah Jessica Parker and the girls. And you were in that iconic scene with Gloria Steinem, um, Candace Bergen, Pam Greer, right? Uh-oh. My yeah. cousin, my fourth cousin. <laughs> shout out to my cousin. Um, who am I missing? Here, just the whole cast. What was that like to be in there with that room filled with authors and uh, activists? I mean, because Gloria Steiner, you know, it doesn't get much bigger yeah, than that. Uh, well, to be totally transparent, it was probably one of the worst production days I've ever had in my life so far. It was bad. Thank um, you for your honesty. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Bad. Only because um, the I don't know if you guys noticed how I was dressed. I yeah, was, white suit. That wasn't the the motif for the day. The motif for the day was little petite women in Laura Ashley dresses and designer threads, little pocketbooks, and here I come. 
in a white suit and the director kept saying the tall lady with the silver hair in the white suit could you move her over there could you they moved wow. me in hours i've never felt so unwanted it took me back to my high school my grade school days when wow. i was bigger than everybody else however god had a different plan right let's hear let's hear one, one of my friends my 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 uh, acting friend, she was on set too. And she said, listen, he saw me and she said, listen, you're getting paid the same amount that everybody else is getting paid. You've been here this long, just get paid and get, let it go. So I followed her advice, baby. When the thing came out, people started calling me. They're like, I think I just saw you. And I said, no. So even with, even with all of that, I made the director's cut and that's, a, I mean, I'm in there. And, and let me just say, anybody who's ever been in a movie or a TV show, when you make the cut, that's a big deal. Because a lot of folks don't, they're, they're, you know, they're somewhere in a trash can somewhere. And to see you, not just for like a split second, but like I watched, I was like, that yep. is Gwen walking yep. by yep. and my neighbors heard me screaming. Yeah, but it was no. awful. It was a, it was an awful 10 hours. It wow. was awful. I'm I enjoy well, being with those powerful women, but you know, so but it's worth it meant the world for me to see that. Uh, I'm already you. seriously, I'm already a fan of the series. Yeah, and just like that is its own entity now. I love Sex in the City, but for the fans who grew with the show, you're like, this is what I'm dealing with. I don't want to hear what 30 something year olds are dealing right. with. Right. Been there, done that. So, you know, bravo. How, how, how is it that I'm in this particular, on this particular show with what I'm doing on the outside? But that's how my entire life is. Everything is for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, okay. So that just gave me credibility because the scene was about them introducing this magazine to older wealthy women that's that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to you know so i thought about that when i was watching i was like honestly i thought it was on purpose actually like hmm they they must know what gwen's doing and that's why no. they had her in the scene that was my thinking i projected that okay okay well i, I know we're running out of time and uh, real quick shouts out to mr glass thank you for watching tamara ivy thank you for watching big buddha thank you for watching segment i saw a lot of names there i just want to say hello um any questions that you wanted to ask d-ray before i move on to two quick ones i want to ask gwen to bring it on home because i know we're going to land the plane okay so real quick oh lord oh god i love leave him alone <laughs> i just i just can we wrap this up so i can stop seeing that name um i like buckskin bob i'm gonna bring him why, back why you no, 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 buckskin bob hey buck what the hell y'all hey, don't y'all don't know what y'all have done y'all don't turn him into the pervert at the club that's what that is hey girl hey girl come here girl no. I told you, man, not your whole life. Take 15 minutes off. Just 15. Just give me five minutes. In the name of all that is holy. I have um, one quick question. This, yeah. What? Can, 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 can Buckskin Bob say, um, some call it a sling blade, I call it a Kaiser blade. Can you just say that for me real what? quick? 
You want to dump your sleeve, baby boy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was good. Billy Bob Thornton should have you do his voiceover. No, okay, go should, ahead. No, he should not. Mr. DeVoe. Ask the so, question. Ask the so, question. So is it is it safe to say that you have the acting bug now? And no. You don't want to do that again? No, I I'm doing it, but um there there are different uh, there are different categories in uh this industry. So I am actually a commercial actor. And what that means is obviously I do commercials, but the commercial acting works best for me because I have a bad memory. My memory's gone. I can't remember a lot of, like a, a large script. I can give you three lines and then I'm done. So I've been, I, I, you know, I've taken some acting classes and, but it's not getting any better. I've done, what's this thing people told me to get? This don't work for me, Prevagen. So that's in the drawer. <laughs> you know, I've done everything that I could, and I think that this is this is okay for me. You know, um, and I'm gonna just do what I do best. You know, I don't want to. Yeah, you know, you'll never see me on stage in a play unless I'm in a chair sitting down or something like that. I just I won't have any massive roles like that. So, you yeah. know, I I realize that you are like a master Jedi. But I have to I have to remind you that when you make plans, God laughs. That's true. So, I know. Well said. Yes, sir. Know, yes, sir. So I'm gonna just fall back to the mute. Okay. And, uh, there we go. So two more two more things. Cause I know you've got a very special award coming up, even though I know that you're not doing FFF week, the industry is recognizing you with the full figured industry awards. It's like kind of like the Oscars for this community and it's um the acronym is the fifa fight the fias fias oh i messed that all up that's yeah. all right that's all right i'm here i'm i, I got your back thank the you fires. thank you i appreciate that and that's coming up when that is on saturday november 4th oh wow that's coming up real soon yes next week yeah i'm y'all putting your prayers for miss gwen i mean mm-hmm. it's you know, it's, it's, it's yours. It's yours. Well, I have a lot of mothers, people that I'm up against. Um, but hmm. even if I don't win, um, I have a shelf full of awards over here, so it's okay. You know what I mean? Um, but I am also the voice of the program. So I'm used, I'm at the top oh, of the theater doing, reading the things and calling out the, you know, the nominees. Like I have a huge part. So, um, if I win, I'll have to run down the stairs and jump up on the stage so i'm excited this is their that's awesome we don't we don't we don't pray for stuff that's already done i like i look at you i'm gonna still pray but i believe it is we don't pray for stuff already can i ask a real quick question what would you what advice would you give 20 year old gwen okay that's gonna be my question that's okay (laughs) what 20 year old gwen what knowing what you know now what advice would you give 20 year old gwen so this is going to sound weird, but the advice that I would give 20 year old Gwen would have been to marry my now husband earlier because he was a hell of a boyfriend, but he's a damn good husband. Oh, and he's like my, yeah, he's a, you know, I wasted all that time being a girlfriend. I should have been the wife because he is that again. I love that. That was amazing. And I, and, and the support that he's given me now. If I had that support before, I would be like, I, I'm telling you, I would be like 
maybe even in the White House, like dressing people or something as wow. or something. It's just, you know, when you find that special person, that person that, that has your back. I mean, I have friends, my girlfriends hold me down. But, um, you know, the relationship that my husband and I have and have had for a while, um, I just wish I had solidified it. He asked me and I said no, because I was out in them streets being a promoter, being a model and doing all those other things. Um, and secondly, D-Ray, I would say I don't know how to put this. I didn't really know what I had, right? And so I played around with it because I was having fun. I'm a big fun person, right? You are. <laughs> yeah, right? I just, you know, I'm yeah. back yeah. on the party girl. Man likes to have a good time. <laughs> I love it. But I wish I was a little bit more tenacious in understanding the business side of creating a brand. You know, That's um, I like I, I was never successful in trademarking full figure fashion week, like all these just dif different things, because I just kind of I, I jump into things because I know I can do it. And mm. then I backtrack and I try to make everything legal. And sometimes you lose the opportunity. If you're going to do something, do it right the first time. That is OK. I don't Love know it. which one I liked more. You helped me with both because the first one, for personal reasons, I've got some thoughts in my mind about that. I'm um, divorced and, and interested. <laughs> and, you know, I have more summers behind me than ahead of me. Yeah. So I think that is yeah. awesome advice. Why yeah. waste time if you think you've got somebody special? The yeah. second one, we all relate to that. Wouldn't you agree as well? Buckskin Bob. I, I mean, definitely agree with that there, Lena J. Because Buckskin Bob is also the creator of Blast. You know, so we he's being humble no, about it. No, he's not. Elliot what? Jackson is the creator of Blast. Right. Buckskin right. Bob was, is the creator of something else that ain't on. If he starts shooting in your box below, don't say yeah. I didn't warn you, okay? You just need to go and just leave Buckskin and me alone, okay? Don't even on there, bro. Okay, nobody. Please, it's literally time I to wish land. I can't do voices. I can't do voices. You know how much money I can make if I can do voices. I love your voice. Can I just say this? This is really quick. Um, now I love New Yorkers. My uncle. Uh oh. Uh -oh. At the same time. Uh oh. Well, we may have to go ahead and land this plane for her. Does that um, mean if they kick you off of live stream? Yeah. No, no, no. It's no, just no. It, it, it may have been a bandwidth. May no, it may have been a battery issue or yeah. something like that. But we can hold it down for her. Um, yeah. where can people contact you or reach out to you? Are okay. you on social media or? I am on social media. I'm on Instagram as Gwen Mogul DeVoe, but that's if you want to book me as an actor or a model. If you want my services as either a producer or an event planner or something like that, you can go to my website, which is GwenDevoe.com. Um, my email is bookgwendevoe at gmail.com. You could just Google Gwen DeVoe and everything up there will always have a backtrack to me. So email, Instagram, Facebook, 
It's all, everything is either Gwendolyn DeVoe, which is my whole name, or Gwen DeVoe. Oh, there's Lena trying to get back in. Oh, Lena's all over the place. Down there, and around. She got a picture right there. What in the world is going on here? <laughs> hey, darling. Hey, so what happened was um, I lost juice on my laptop. So I, I'm using my phone now. That's what D-Ray said. <laughs> Yeah, that's why y'all can see um, my studio in the background instead of my little backdrop. Um, what did I miss? I know we're getting ready to land the plane, but... Um, contact. I just gave my contact information. Awesome. Is there anything else you would like to say before we land the plane? Because we could do a part two. There's so many things I could ask you, Gwen, but we'll be here all night. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you so much. I really meant it. I've been on quite a few podcasts, television shows, lives, whatever. This was so refreshing. Thank, um, you. thank you, Lena, for doing your research. I get so frustrated and tired sometimes of telling the same story or the same answer to the same questions over and over again. And I feel like when you do something like this on a show, take the time to get to know who you're going to be speaking with so that that's what separates your show from somebody else's show. Wow. <laughs> you know, it, the, it's funny you say that because I was actually feeling kind of frustrated that there were more questions I wanted to ask and thinking that we talked about hot topics so long. I was like, uh, we're sitting here talking about that stupid Jada Pinkett book or uh, uh, Paris Hilton's Big Head Baby. We could have been talking. <laughs> Is it time to land a plane, y'all? <laughs> Bruh, we, we got to get out of here. Okay. So on that note, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Gwen DeVoe, for coming out. Because you were literally you know, auditioning today. And to come back and, and do this with us means so much. It is always a pleasure. Thanks for everyone tuning in. Expect the unexpected. Thank you for watching Lena unapologetically. Unapologetic, baby. <laughs> good night. All right, good night. Good night, people. Good night.